All right. That was awesome. So let's have a conversation of how to find strength in unprecedented times. And I'll, I'll open the floor with Chad today. Tay looked like he was ready. His head was popping up like, oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just still, I, I don't know, the elephant is over there is going to run. But I, I'm like, it's still soaking in, right? There's just, there's so much good about that. And this is one I'm going to have to uh, marinate on for a while for sure. But um, just three or four things. So first of all, when he said, there will always be change. And I, I like how he, uh, you know, kind of likened it to, a roller coaster, right? And I think we could all agree that um, if you don't have to be in it, it works for very long before you start to feel like it's the roller coaster, especially of emotions, right? Because you have very quickly, you have the excitement of a brand new customer or a brand new distributor, and you have the frustration of someone telling you they're going to do something and then they don't do it. I think that happens to all of us very, very quickly. And so it's the ups and it's the downs and it's, it's, it's the all around. So there's always, always going to be change. And I love when he was talking about IQ and EQ. He said, if you can't take the dip, then you can't take the climb. And that's, that's part of the deal, part of the thrill, you know, part of the thrill of the, I mean, when, you think, when I think of amusement parks, I think about the waiting, right? Nobody wants to do the waiting in the line thing, but if the ride is super, super good, you're going to be in a long line probably. I mean, all of you have probably been to somewhere like Six Flags or Disney World and you have to, the new ride, come, I was out there when the new Star Wars ride came out and the, it wrapped around the park. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to wait so long. And so we have to be patient when we're, when we're building success because we have to, it's so worth it. And the longer you have to wait and the more patient you have to become, then the more you're going to enjoy when you're at the, at the high point and the success point. So AQ, which I never heard it put this way before is the adaptability quotient. And I think, you know, I love, one, one way Jim Rohn explains it is he says you want to surround yourself with miracle workers. So when I first heard that, I was like, what? You know, it was the only miracle worker I initially think of was Jesus. Jesus was a miracle worker. But really when you think about it, there's, there's most people see a problem and they just get overwhelmed by it and they succumb to it and they go, oh, another problem, right? Well, what I've learned about this industry a lot is when what we are is we are problem solvers. And that's really what we do. And, and it, over time you get quicker and quicker and quicker at solving the problem so you can get back to the business, solve the problem so you can get back to the business. You know, like let's just, let's just say right now, a lot of people are probably freaking out. They went to the grocery store yesterday and they couldn't find toilet paper. They couldn't find water. They couldn't find, you know, their favorite food or, or whatever. So they're, they might be like huge problem, right? Huge problem freaking out. Well, instead of thinking huge problem, it's, it's how, do we, how do we solve the problem? How do we get the problem solved? And once we get into that place, I think this business becomes, it becomes a lot less stressful and it becomes a lot more fun because we're like, oh, I've seen that problem 50 times already. Here's how we solve it. Oh, I've seen this. And we get better and better and better at solving bigger and bigger. I, could, I, I would go so far out to say that we, our paycheck in some ways is determined by the number of problems that we solve. The more problems we solve, the more we get paid. And that's just, that's just the reality of the situation. So um, the success strain, so real, so real. Uh, when you win, it strains you. Strain lets you know you're good, you're, you're at your limits. Uh, it's an indication to change strategy or structure. And, and one thing I'd say on this strain is that 
all things worthwhile are uphill. Uphill, going uphill always causes strain, right? Um, winning in life causes physical strain. It causes mental strain. But I think there's a healthy, there, there, I'm not talking stress that you're staying in a place of stress that could kill you. You know, your hair starts to fall out. You probably are a little going over, overboard a little bit, right? But there's this healthy strain. That's why we go to the gym. We go to the gym, we feel pain. A lot of times pain is an indicator to stop. But when you go to the gym, you, you, you got to know the right amount of pain. Right when you're working out, you know the right amount. You push yourself to a certain limit, and then you go okay. And the next time you push yourself a little bit more. That's kind of how winning, I think, is done. And I think that's kind of how how life how life is done. So the last thing I'll say here, and I loved how he put this. Yeah, I've always heard B hags, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals. But I love the wildly inspiring goals. Like I love that. Just just the way that sounds, and and that we just the eighty percent, the twenty percent. So he's talking about the whirlwind. And you can't give that 100%. We can't just be, re and when I think of whirlwind, I think of reacting to life, reacting to circumstances. And I think we could get caught up in that where we're just react, react, react 100% of the time. And then we either stay where we are or we go backwards when we're in that constant reaction, reaction. We're, we're not, we're, it's stagnation. It's kind of like the being in the pond, right? We don't want to be in the pond. We want to be in the river because we want to keep, things got to keep moving. Yeah, we have to handle what's, what's in front of us now. Child, grandma, you know, spouse, someone gets sick, we have to, we have to be part of that. We have to, we have to deal with that and everything that's happening, but we also, we have to keep moving forward at least 20%. We got, we got always have to keep, that's why I love John Maxwell says there's certain things he does every day. I mean, think about that. He does them every day, no matter what, like, wow. You know, whether he's sick or his, whoever's sick or this happened or there's a tornado the day before, it doesn't matter. He just does it every single day. So it's wildly inspiring goals. And then intelligence, inspiration, and instinct. I think those are three great metrics. You know, are we using those and are we growing those? How intelligent are we? Do we, have we learned, have we spent the time to learn the skills in this industry so we can be better and just grow on the skills? You know, the inspiration, who's inspiring us and who are we inspiring? Because it has to be both. We have to be inspired and we have to be inspiring to other people. That's how this business grows is because we're giving people hope and we're, we're bridging the gap between the reality of where they are and the dream of where they want to be. You know, and a dream without a plan is just a wish. So we're taking people out of the la-la land of wishing and we're giving them a, a real structure and a real pathway and plan to get from where they are now to where they want to go. And do you have your plan? You have to have your plan because people aren't going to follow anyone very long that doesn't have a plan. If they see you kind of out there floundering, they're on your ship and you're just like driving around in circles and you're like, ah, oh, we'll get there eventually, guys. Eventually they abandon ship. They go, hey, I think they're, I heard there's a boat down that way. Let's swim north and find a new ship, right? So we all have to have a plan. And instinct, you always hear trust your instincts, right? And I think that's something that's unique to a lot of us. And we just have to, we have to know what those are. And you know, that's one I need to marinate on for a while. But so I love when he told his whole story and he said that the elephant is over there. And uh, I think that's, I think that's huge. And, you know, with, with this business and with our, with our goals and our, our wildly inspiring goals, they should be that elephant. And we got to eat the elephant one bite at a time. So that's, that's all I've got, Joel. Eat hey, the elephant. That, that was awesome. Uh, Tay, what, what'd you come away with? Oh man, so much good in this. Uh, I just like how he just kind of bring truth, he bring intellect, and he also just bring 
just having fun with it. Uh, just kind of staying in the moment, staying true to his personality, and just really just kind of not to focus on like all the bad things that's going on, but focus on what we control. Uh, three things that I really uh, like what he shared. Uh, the first, he said, uh, adaptability. He said, are you adapt? Are you able uh, to adapt to what's going on? And uh, the things I wrote down, how are we responding to this change? Are we, uh, how are we adapting to it? Are we still, still doing the things that, you know, we was doing yesterday? Or are we adapting and seeing the opportunity that we have to uh, really just shine a light on our company and just really just uh, shout out from the rooftop all the good things that we have to provide and just show people uh, that there's another way? Because it's one thing that I can guarantee uh, that's going to come out of this. Uh, nothing is going to come out the same. You're either going to come out of this better or you're going to come out of this probably stuck in the same place or even worse than you went in. Uh, so for me, you have to adapt with this uh, change. Uh, and immediately, I just thought about uh, if you guys haven't, I'm still, uh, when Joe introduced us to Inky Johnson, I'm still just going back and listening to all of his things because he just have a story. Uh, if you want to see like what it looks like to like uh, hit adversity in the face and just continue to run, he talked about uh, historian when he got hurt and he was like when he paralyzed his arm uh, he was like three days later he was back in the classroom he was back on the football field with his um, teammates and he said the one thing that kept him going was when he made his commitments they weren't conditional he didn't tell himself you know if I happen to paralyze my arm then I won't show up to class if I don't paralyze my arm then I won't show up and support my brothers he said when I made that commitment I made that commitment that regardless of what's going to happen I'm going to show up. So he said, my commitments aren't conditional. And it's the same thing with us. Our goals can't be conditional. We can't say if the economy crashes, if uh, this thing forces us to stay at home, then we're going to stop building our business. We're going to stop doing personal development. This is the time to press in. This is the time to do more of what you've been doing before because the opportunity is just so rare that you would just get an opportunity just to show people there is another way. I've been just reading so many article or articles and just listening to so many people and they're saying like, this is the time to find a side hustle. Don't sit at home and wait on the government. Don't sit at home and wait on things to be given to you. You have to go out and find something different that's gonna allow you to work from home. So for us, we have this prime opportunity. And I think just for this group, uh, we've been showing up every Tuesday and uh, Thursday. Like we've been like preparing for this moment. Like we have been showing up consistently, understanding like when things happen, we're not gonna look at the problems. We've been growing ourselves. We've been building out, like we've been building our companies. We've been building us to be ready for this time to happen. So now we just have to go out and just take what we've been learning and just the notes that we've been taking. We have to apply it. We have to show people another way. Uh, like he said, you have to be clear, concise, and accurate about what you're giving people. He said, if you if you just be clear, concise, and accurate, what he said, clear messages give clear expectations. People can take, you said, people can handle bad news if it's delivered with honesty. We have a chance to go out and just give a clear message. There is another way. You can come out of this better than you went in. You can come out of this with more confidence and peace than you went in. You can come out of this spending more time with your family and being able to earn income that was probably more than you was making before. So I think we just have to be loud about the opportunity that we have and just show people there is another way. You don't have to panic. And when we say faith over fear, it's not just, you know, we're saying just be positive, be happy. It's really just building a foundation so that when things do happen, you're not relying on like your circumstances change. You're so focused on the bigger picture. You're so focused on what's to come and how you can just see the opportunity in this that you won't have the time to focus on those things. So uh, that really stuck out to me. And just the last thing, and I love because this is uh, the only thing that you can control. 
Uh, he said the only thing that should be state, only thing that should be stable in this is you. Uh, I always tell my wife we have conversations. Sometimes she, uh, like she, she, she would admit it to you. She likes to go down the rabbit hole sometimes because she just like to know news. She like to be in the know, but sometimes she just kind of get so far down and she kind of she panicked to me. And I say, well, can you control that? And she said, no. I say, well, quit, quit thinking about it. So for me, it's like you have to understand like certain things that you can control, and it's a lot of things that you can't. So you can control when you get up every morning, whether you're staying in the house or not. You can control whether you're going to do personal development. You can control whether you're going to continue to send out those messages to people and just shine the opportunity in people's face. You're going to be able to continue whether you can just show your kids different ways to have fun opposed to sitting on your iPad all day. You can just show, you can do so many things because it's a choice that you have to make and it's under your control. So I think you just have to get up every, uh, and like Chad said, you have to like feed the beast or feed the sheep. Like, so for me, you have to get up and you have to decide every single morning right when you get out of bed. Well, uh, I was listening to this lieutenant with this old, uh, YouTube deal, and it was so inspiring. He said, when you get out of bed, the first thing that you should do is make your bed. He was like, when you make your bed, you got one task done for the day. And he said, if you have a sucky day and you go home and you get ready to go to sleep at night, guess what you're going to see? A made bed. And what's that going to trigger in your mind? That tomorrow has to be better because you're coming home to something that you did. You said, it's a small test that you set yourself up for. So uh, just when you get up in the morning, just get up with an attitude of gratitude. Do something that's gonna set your mind on the positive side of things. Do something that's gonna set your mind in a grateful mindset so that as you go out today, you're gonna remember that small thing that you did and this is gonna continue to plant seeds and really just point you to take actions and tasks that's gonna help you just build these healthy habits. So uh, it was so good today. And just uh, I would just encourage you guys just to go out and just be loud and just take everything. So there's a lot of simple things that you can do within this uh, thing and just take it and really go and just uh, share it with your team. And just like you said, man, just be clear and just be concise. Set the expectations up front. Let people know like this business is very simple, but it's not easy. You still have to put in the work, but the benefit and the rewards that you can get from just putting in this simple work day after day after day, it will pay off greatly. And just uh, don't be afraid to share other people's testimony. Uh, I saw Joel and Stephanie went live and they told the story of where they came from to where they are now. And I think that's what people need to hear because they're at that point right now. So they, they can relate to that. And if they can see the other side of this, then they will be more willing to just come in and, and understand like, if I can do this today, if I can just continue to show up, if I continue just to build myself up and I have these amazing mentors who's already did it, who've already left the clues to success and I can follow them, if I can be teachable and coachable, then I know I will come out with this better. So I think you just have to be loud with your story and just be loud with the story of other people who've had success within this business like Chad and Joe and just continue to go out and just be loud about the opportunity that we have. And I think if you do that, it will keep you focused on the good and the faith uh, opposed to like the bad and uh, the fear of things. So uh, I hope this greatly helped you guys. And just thank you, Joe, for sharing this again, man. Thank you too, uh, Chad, for sharing. Uh, just so many things that we gained from this, but I think the most important thing that I gained is just seeing you guys' leadership. You're not shying away from, you just continue to show up and just offering like, what can we do to help people? What can we do to continue to build people's faith? So uh, you guys inspired me just continue to show up regardless of the circumstances and just continue to build into people because that's what we've been called to do. So uh, thank you guys, man. So good, Tay. I, I love how you and Chad <clears throat> are able to take something that's been taught in a half hour to 45 minutes and then add so much more that wasn't in there. I mean, that's freaking mind-blowing. Uh, I love TD Jakes, <clears throat> and I love that the topic of this is how to find strength in unprecedented times. And you know how to find strength in unprecedented times? You know that there's always going to be unprecedented times. 
There's nothing new about challenges. They happen all the time. The difference between a leader and somebody who's successful and somebody who isn't is that the fact that they know there are going to be challenges in unprecedented times, so they're not surprised by them. They're not caught off guard. You know, they will be different every single time, but they know that they're going to be there. And they had the adaptability quotient, which is my new favorite thing that he talked about. You know, we know about an intellectual quotient, your IQ. We know about your EQ because there's been books written about both. I think that there needs to be a whole book written on AQ. I mean, that was, that was mind-blowing to me. There's always going to be change. And there's usually going to be more downs than there are ups. The difference is, is that the ups normally go much further then the downs do lower. Uh, I, I love this. This is something that I've never heard before. And it really, really helped me with just thinking about leadership in general, guys. It is horrible for a leader to get to leadership that hasn't grown into it. You know, some people are skyrocketed into something. I mean, let's take somebody who was number 5,000 in the company, and then all of a sudden they get up into the top 100 in a short amount of time. Do they have the leadership capacity to be a top 100 leader? Because they haven't grown into it yet. Guys, what we want for you, Chad, Tay, and myself, what we're trying to do is we're trying to instill the structure and the strategy into you now so that when you go from number 5,000 in the company to top 100, you've already grown into the leadership. You are growing right now into the future leadership that you're going to have, the future success that you're going to have. That's why uh, a lot of people that get to leadership positions say things like, I don't wanna be a one hit wonder. Well, what that says to me is that they haven't grown into the position that they're in. You guys are taking the time right now to grow into those positions, which I super, super uh, acknowledge and praise you for. If you're going to be successful, you have to learn to grow through the downtimes. Uh, we've been talking about this a lot. I know John Maxwell talks about this all the time. It's not what you go through. It's how you grow through things. Page number two of notes. That was all on page one, guys. I love him talking about uh, marriage, the whole, uh, you say I do up front because the thoughts of everything sound great, but then you spend the remainder of your 20 years, you know, the next 20 years figuring out, do you? It's the same thing with this business. You get in, you're like, yeah, I do. I'm just, sign up. And then you spend the rest of the time going, oh, what did I do? Oh, oh, well, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm ready for the sickness and, and, the, the poorer part or, or the death part, you know, those are the things that you're committing to up front and then it gets tested. Guys, you committed to joining for a reason. What was that reason that you committed to? Commit to that part so that you can get through the ups and downs and the trials, you know, because success can be just as daunting as failure. I love that. If a blessing is a blessing really a blessing if you can't handle it? I mean, that, that was something that kind of blew my mind is we're, we're all sitting here play, praying for blessings, praying for blessings. Guys, we should probably be praying. The second half of that is bless me, but allow me to be able to handle the blessing. 
if you could be praying to win something that you can't handle, is it really a win? Uh, that comes down to the, the whole concept of sustainability. You know, getting to the win is important, but staying in the win is just as important. So are you doing the things consistently enough? You know, we, we talk about persistency and consistency and discipline being the, the pillars of success because of the fact that once you get to success, if you stop doing the things to create success, you won't stay there very long. It isn't just about getting there. It's about staying there. So you have to be committed to stability. Mm -mm -mm. Obviously, everyone's heard this quote 11 million times. It's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. Guys, once again, we're in something that's happening to us. It is completely out of our control. So how are you reacting and responding to it? You know, you can either let it destroy you or you can let it grow you. So uh, one of the things that he talks about, obviously, is the uh, big dream, the wig. I love that. Wildly inspiring goals. Guys, I want to take just a couple seconds here to talk to you about the difference between dreams and goals. Uh, Chad Tay... Would you say it's a good goal to have a great marriage? Just shake your head yes. Yeah, okay. So they're shaking their heads yes for those of you that are just listening to this. Well, the problem is, is that's not a goal. It's a dream. See, a goal is only something you and you alone can control. A dream is something that takes somebody else. Guys, you can try as hard as you want to build your team, but guess what? Your team is filled with people. Guess what? Uh, people aren't always awesome. We always say that this would be the perfect business if it wasn't for the people. That's one of my favorite jokes because people tend to mess things up because people are messy. So when you're thinking about goals and dreams, you know, wildly inspiring goals, well, truly, they're wildly inspiring dreams because it takes other people's involvement. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to form goals. And the goals are the things that have timelines to them. And they're things that only you can control. So, for instance, in this business, you can control how many people you contact per day. You can't control how many people say yes to you. That's the dream portion of it. You can control that you reach out to 100 people a day. And in that controlled environment, eventually the dream portion will come to pass because people will start to say yes. Guys, you can control what you fill your mind with. You can fill your mind with faith stuff, with growth stuff, or you can focus on fear stuff. The choice is yours. Guys, it will change the way you deal with unprecedented circumstances. I, I love the fact that he talks about the whirlwind. The whirlwind is consistent. How much of your time are you going to spend on whirlwinds? The great thing I love about the, the goal-oriented tasks, the things that you can control, is that that's where you should spend 80% of your time. 
because if you spend 80% of your time on the whirlwind, he says, you don't have time to spend on growing. So spend the time that you have on the things that you can control. Right now you can't control what's going on out in the world, but what you can control is how you react to it and the work that you're putting in now. There are people out there hurting that need you to be the light that shines for them, that connects to them. Take the time to do the things to be that light, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hopefully this helped out a bunch of people a lot. I know I'm going to go back through and read these notes because I still have four more pages of notes to go through. Uh, guys, go out and have an awesome week. We'll see you here next time.